0: APIs are useful tools. You've got these blocks that you can assemble together into a larger app. Twilio, though, is an API that doesn't seem like a tool. It seems like magic. I can still remember the first time I wrote code that connected to Twilio. It was something simple, uh, a large button that took up an entire screen. But you click that button and it sent a text message. A text message. You see, for me, text messaging still somewhat reminds me of my old Motorola StarTech when I was 16 years old and texting my friends. It doesn't feel digital, it feels real. And this was the first time I ever felt like my code was creating something tangible. This backstory is to say that I'm a fan of Twilio and that's a long-standing fandom that has continued over the years as Twilio has added more and more services. I've alluded already to what Twilio is, but in case you aren't familiar, Twilio is a service that exposes APIs around messaging and telephony. You can programmatically send text messages, you can send and receive calls, set up an IVR system, and more. Just buy a phone number through Twilio and you're nearly all the way there. We've had two episodes on Twilio on VUX World already, one with Elaine Lee and one with Nico Acosta. Go listen to those once you're done with this one. Not that long ago, Twilio released Autopilot and it's worth a look if you're building conversational applications. Autopilot is an NLU platform that integrates well with the rest of Twilio's products. I think a canonical example when you might use Autopilot is for a hotel. You want guests to be able to call in and ask questions like, when does the breakfast buffet start? Or, where is the breakfast buffet? Or, does the breakfast buffet have scrambled eggs? And they can, of course, also ask questions unrelated to the breakfast buffet. Even more, computers can't do everything. So in your phone help, you can also hand the caller off to a person if there's a question the computer can't answer. It's pretty amazing. If you have experience building for a platform like Alexa or Google Assistant, then building on autopilot will be generally similar. However, there are concepts that are different, and that's what we're going to discuss next. The first concept is that of channels. On Alexa or Assistant, there's only a single channel. A user is speaking to the Assistant, and that's all there is. However, Autopilot aims to be your NLU across platforms. A user can text, call, or chat with the NLU. Developers can even point their skills and actions to autopilot. Perhaps the closest comparison is that of surfaces and assistant speak, where a user is coming through a screen or through voice. Channels are important both because you need to determine which channels you support and how you'll respond. Twilio, of course, makes supported telephony channels easy. It will also help you connect Autopilot to Alexa, Assistant, Slack, and others. That's the input. Channels are important for the output, too. Now you all know that responses will differ depending on the media. Of course, I don't do this, but there are those of you who text in something approximating Rebus puzzles. The letter C, the letter U, L8R. Let's not dwell too much on it. But the channels on Twilio are varied. You can respond over the phone, speaking, or sending a text. You can even send an MMS. The next concept in Autopilot is that of task. The closest comparison of a task is that of an action on the Google Assistant platform. Think of it as a small, self-contained box that describes what people will want to do and what will happen as a result. Briefly, I want to mention that I really like what Twilio has in regards to a UX for setting up task. The interface provides examples of what format to express user desires and pushes creators towards adding more of those examples to train the agents well. It's a nice difference compared to the, well, here you go, you know what to do, right? Interfaces that generally accompany developer tools. Those tasks have both samples and fields. Samples are, of course, what users will say to invoke the task, and fields are the variable pieces of information within those samples. These go by other names on other platforms such as user says or sample utterances for samples and entities for fields. I like to describe these to a developer audience by saying that tasks are like functions and fields are like function arguments. Or for the non-devs, Tasks are what people want to do, and fields are what they want to do it with or do it to. For example, what time does the pool open at the downtown resort? The task is a get info task. The fields are amenity, with a value here, a pool, but the values could also be things like ballroom, conference center, or business center. And location, with the value of downtown resort. Once Autopilot knows what the user wants to do, it needs to know what it should do. That's the concept of actions. An action simply is a verb. If this, then that. Autopilot has eight actions. Say. Listen. Play. Show. Remember. Collect, handoff, and redirect. Say and listen are as you'd expect. The app says something to the user and, optionally, listens for a response. Play isn't too mysterious either, as it plays an audio file. As such, you're only using it on the voice channel. Show is used for sending content to devices with screens. Remember, Autopilot can power applications through the phone, but also on platforms like Slack. Then there's Remember, which can be used in conjunction with the others. You'll use this when you want to store information across the conversation, such as when users give you a zip code or their shipping details. And how will you gather those details, especially when you need multiple pieces of information? That would be the collect action. When you use Collect, you tell Twilio, hey, you handle this. Collect is interesting because it not only can intake values through text or speech, but also through DTMF. DTMF is when users can use the keypad to input numbers, either as a choice itself, such as press one for billing, press two for, or to input information such as age or zip code. You shouldn't need this option too often, especially to make choices, but it's useful to have it when you need to be sure you're getting numbers correct, such as how much money do you wish to transfer. Of course, DTMF only works when someone is calling in. Finally, there are handoff and redirect. With handoff, you're passing the conversation off somewhere else. Playing to Twilio's strengths, you could even hand off the conversation to a human. You can do this when you're reaching an impasse, such as the caller saying unsupported information too many times in a row. You can also do this when the user wants to do something your systems can't yet handle automatically. Perhaps your bread and breakfast wants to give people information programmatically, but when it's time to book, you still need to have them speak to someone at the front desk. Remember, conversational is all about using computers when you can, and humans when you must. Forcing people to speak to computers before you can support it isn't a situation that's good for anyone. While Handoff sends people outside of autopilot, redirect sends them to other tasks or to a URL. For example, if users call in for the first time to hear movie times, and you don't yet know their zip code, you can redirect them to the general welcome task and redirect them to the task that serves up local movies only if you know more about them. Redirecting to a task or URL is important because it shows the final part of actions. You can implement them through configuration, such as, this action always says this and then listens for a response, but you can also build them dynamically through code. If you build for Google Assistant using Dialogflow, you know this well. You could let Dialogflow respond for you, or you could build your response in your code. The latter option lets you bring in custom logic and provides for a richer experience overall. With any code, ultimately you'll be using one of the eight actions we just mentioned. You might use your code to remember something during the conversation. And then say a response based on internal logic or api calls in the documentation twilio recommends that you use serverless and you use a separate function for each action and then you use twilio's own serverless offering this isn't necessary however and you can use nearly anything you want to support the actions want to use lambda go for it your own server why not in fact As of right now, those options are probably better because Twilio functions are still less feature-rich than what you'd get elsewhere, and they're still in beta and less well-supported than the rest of Twilio's products. Finally, there's what I consider, apart from the telephony integration, as the most unique part of Autopilot, and that's the style sheets. Inside the style sheets, you configure what voice you want to use and what the agent will say when there are validation errors or successes. This applies across the autopilot agent. Twilio has their own voices and also supports voices from Polly at an extra charge. That's Twilio Autopilot. It's a service that you don't hear about much, though that's probably because the people who are using it are too busy building actual business uses for it. There needs to be a mix of sexy and boring services in an ecosystem, and Twilio is one of the few that's both. Twilio really does feel like magic the first time you get an inbound text that you sent via JavaScript or PHP or what have you but it also supports real businesses with real needs and does it well. As a reminder, if you want to learn more about Twilio, check out the episodes we did with Elaine Lee and Nico Acosta. If you want to start with Twilio with a $10 credit, you can also do that by visiting the URL that we'll include in the show notes and upgrading your account. That it will send you a $10 Twilio credit, and it will send us a $10 Twilio credit too, so you'll get a little and give a little at the same time. Until the next one, thanks for listening.